Hello, Mr. Meech. I welcome back to the Blurred City Continental. I see you. Do you want your usual recommendations and accommodations? Oh, uh, yes, that would be excellent. And I see you have a guest. Uh, would you be willing to introduce them? Hello. Um, I'm the Afropuff Samurai. And you know what? Just give me your best room. That can be arranged. And I see that you also scheduled another name that's currently not here at the moment. Yes. Well, unfortunately, he's out taking care of an assignment, but he will be joining us shortly. All right. That can be arranged. Welcome to the Blurred City Continental. So I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And, the, and Meet Your Meets presents the Blurred City Podcast. So we have our first three-time <laughs> guest on the podcast, the Afro Puff <laughs> Samurai. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know who it is. Back, <laughs> taking a break from anime to get into John Wick Chapter Four. Yeah, I am hyped. I'm excited. We're glad to have you on. Yes, it's good to be here again. And um, I do love gratuitous violence, both live action and animated. So I'm excited to talk about this. Yes. So this is going to be a wild podcast. Uh, we, we got some things that we got to get off our chest. We're going to throw a lot of shade at our guest that is currently late at the moment. <laughs> and we're going to get into one of the most savage and brutal movies I've ever seen outside of the raid and raid redemption. So with that, let's get a very strong legal spiegel. All right. So the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by the respective companies and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own. That includes Demetrius, Demetrius, Afropuff Samurai, and guest number four. That's <laughs> our opinions and ours alone reflect no biases or corporate agendas whatsoever. So uh, do not come at us when we start saying some wild uh, accusations. Your discretion is not 1% advised, not 50% advised, not 100% advised, or 400. Absolutely. So with that, we always kick off with the what's hot. And this is going to be a kind of wacky one. So some things are kind of wrapping up. So I have some off the cuff uh, or off the beaten path, if you will, what's hot. But I want to hear what you, you two have. Uh, what's hot? Um, the Texas weather? I don't know. Um, real talk, all the days are blending together. And so the thing that I'm most looking forward to is um, Dr. Stone coming out like in two weeks or so. Mm -hmm. So um, if you don't watch it, you need to get into it because not only is it an amazing story, it is also educational. All right, Meech. All right. So Anime Sphere, you know, a lot of stuff has ended. Uh, Blue Lock finished up. But hey, we got a season two and a movie coming out. Yes, sir. So we about to we about to eat today, boys and girls. Yes. We about to yes. eat. Um, and another thing that ended was uh, the My Hero Academia season six. But hey, season seven already Confirmed. already in the pipeline. So yep. I, I have one thing there. I I'm not going to spoil it, Paulina, but okay, I thank think you so much. the way it ended meets, there's another waifu on the horizon. Mm. <laughs> I, mm. I'm going to reserve my thoughts on that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, for some people, it's definitely going to be a waifu, but we're not uh, talking about that crowd. <laughs> oh, I hope I like, I mean, 
You'll see it when you see it, Pauline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about it. I the my hero shippers are a little crazy and unhinged and um Deku go. Yeah, 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 we don't we don't speak about that. That's an unholy ship. (laughs) Right. All right. So all right, so another thing uh that also ended was Ash Ketchum's And his reign as the main protagonist of the Pokemon series, after twenty plus years, he finally got twenty years worth of experience at ten years old, and he's the very best, like no one ever was. That last episode had me in tears, had me bawling. Uh, mm-hmm. So, just shout out to the king, uh, to 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 King Ash Ketchum. Yes, sir. Oh, yep. Shout out to the goat, and also Team Rocket is still together. So, uh, oh. All is right with the world. All, all, yeah. all is together. All is together. Uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, in terms of live action scene, we got ourselves a Bad Batch, which is uh, it's it starting to pick up. It's it's picking up. It's going crazy now. Awesome. And then we got Mandalorian return to form. Back, back, back in its good graces once again. <laughs> uh, we after... can't skip over who who came back. We mm, mm, mm. let's let's talk about them. Let's talk about this goodness, all right? So we we found for a spoiler alert, we finally figure out who rescued Grogu, and it turns out to be none other than Jar Jar Binks. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, snap. Okay. Uh, but so yeah, he's yes. not, or she isn't a he. 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 Okay. He isn't a Sith Lord. I like, wish. <laughs> I wish. Like but, just uh, random. Oh, okay. But but I I only kid I only kid and guess because of the fact like it's not actually Jar Jar Binks but it was the actor who mocapped for Jar Jar Binks. Oh, okay. I'm at best who who finally made his debut as a Jedi from a certain uh certain Star Wars game show. Mm-hmm. They finally brought over into uh the series. So seeing that man almost had me uh had me feel some type of way. Yeah, uh, when he picked up the two sabers, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, please let this brother live, because if if <laughs> if he don't, if he don't, then uh, you, you'll face more than a reckoning. You'll mm-hmm. you'll face the the wrath of of Darth Bowery King, <laughs> Keller and Beck. Yes. So yeah, let's keep it going. And then uh, and then yeah. So of course uh, there's the show you as uh, you said, like season four had already wrapped up, but we got ourselves confirmation of the fifth and final season. Oh, that is good. So one I, more season, that's it. Yeah, I real talk, Joe. I love Penn Bagley, um, but Joe, Joe <laughs> needs to go. Like he, they need to put him under the jail. Oh, put him in. Uh, put him in oh. a stain player's blocks. Yeah, he. You know, it would be poetic justice if someone locked him in that cage. In the mm. same way, he got like Dexter. There you go. That's what I want. Mm. But yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. And I'm I'm gonna turn it over to you, Fallen Shinigami, before we get into what I see is on the pipeline. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, anime season ended. New anime season is coming up. Uh, just and also different trailers came out. So Jujutsu's Tri- Kaisen season two dropped. Doctor Stone, like you mentioned, dropped. A few other trailers on the pipeline. We'll probably cover it towards the end of season two. Uh, with that, Last Ronin 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is getting a video game adaption. Whoa. That is going to be so lit. That is one of the best like comics, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I have ever seen. Uh, like God of War, like too. So I'm like, yes. Nah, y'all about to Snap. y'all about to make me give up uh, on Hogwarts Legacy for a while if this thing don't come out quickly. Yeah, Ooh. Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie. So if the movie oh, that I'm yeah. in, I need that. Uh, we also have Yellow Jacket season two. I still didn't kept up, catch up on season one, but I heard season one is crazy. Uh, also, Mitch, do you want to talk about officially Budokaiichi again? Let's go, baby. After 19 years, 19, Jeez. we back, boys. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Tenkaichi 4 confirmed. Do you not realize how much damage I am about to cause? The tournaments that are going to be had at my place. I'm inviting everybody over for tournaments. As in, when you lose, you pass the controller like the good old days. Yes. We gonna be spinning them joysticks until our palms either blister or the controllers break. I'm gonna have a Cyberman fight Ultra Instinct Goku just cause I can. Y'all ain't ready. Super Saiyan 2 Team Gohan is going to end souls. Broly is ending y'all's lives under my command. <laughs> y'all ain't ready for this smoke. I want all of y'all to come at me. Because nice. just know, I'm going to be booting up Budokai Tenkaichi 3 later so I can get used to it again. It's time. Y'all ain't ready. All right. And just Stay for rumbled. Quick... <laughs> get rumbled. Stay humble. <laughs> nice. For some quick hits, we're going to talk about next week about the whole DC rock uh, fiasco conundrum that's existing. Also, something where we get off the beaten path. Y'all heard about Gwyneth Paltrow and this like skiing case? What is so? I, I heard I, about I, it. I have no idea what's going on though. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, she like hit a dude or the dude hit her. It's unconfirmed, but everyone's talking about like the court case and how she is dressing up like she is from House of Gucci. And Whoa. And the dude said he can't wine taste anymore. So he's suing what? her for $300,000. He can't. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, there are more injuries, but it's 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 in detail. So she basically hit him so hard, she like slapped the taste buds out of him. Well, like he had, he had like real injuries, but they don't know who hit who. But why can't he wine taste anymore? I think he had brain damage. <laughs> so he's lost his. He could never mind. I'm not even gonna make that joke. I'm not even gonna make that joke because then like I'm not trying to get y'all in trouble. But anyway, bro, he was literally like, "Gosh, my life is so unfulfilled now. I can't taste wine for yep. fun with all my rich friends." Yes, sounds like a, or it doesn't like taste the same. <laughs> sounds like a him problem. Good. All right. Okay. And, and one more thing. Uh, TikTok is about to go. So just no, get, get ready, people. Don't even put that out there, okay? I that's that app is the only reason I get up in the morning because I need to hear the baloney that's going on TikTok. I need to hear the um, what's his face. Uh, I need to see what dances we're doing and how the kids talk. Cause listen, I don't. I only know the slang because mm-hmm. I be on the internet. 
So I know what it means. And what's going to happen when I don't have TikTok to translate for these Gen Z, Gen Alpha kids? I'm going to be that old boomer millennial. Bring mine back. (laughs) So one more thing. Me and Meese have been simping a lot over one person a lot the past two months. We're monitoring the situation. And depending on what happens, we will address it as we need to. Yep. We don't need to talk about it. Ah, and speaking of truancy, hello, our our, our latest guest. Yeah, check in with it. What's going on, man? I'm sorry, man. You know, (laughs) you know, man. It's crazy out here right now. Yeah, changing. You feel me? You 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 took care of the assignment. I'm still taking care of the assignment. It's it's just allowing me to do my other job. You feel me? We feel you. Feel you. Mm. So, Meet, you want to quickly want to introduce our new guest? All right. So we got ourselves. A, a a real one, a real one out here in these streets. He he know what to do. He know what the deal is. This is the one and only Travis. Travis, go ahead. And bam, 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 bam. You know what's going on. This is Brooklyn's finest. You know what I'm saying. I'm out here right now, just trying to uh, collaborate with these geniuses and this podcast. Um, a little bit of myself. I'm part of the Houston Church. I'm 33. I'm probably one of the flyest guys out there in the world. You know, stop the but, cat. <laughs> I was like, uh, sir, I'm going, I'm going to have to uh, pause you on that one because, uh, uh, so you know, I appreciate the opportunity to join your podcast. Thank you, thank thank you for you. having me. Yes, pleasure to have you. All right. So, with that, uh, before we get into our John Wick movie review, there's something we need to address. Um, it's time to get it off our chest. Yeah. So do the two of you want to start it or do you just want me to go? Um, I think you have more to say than us, Fallen Chinigami. So. Actually, I, I think it, I think what, what would be good is if like it starts from the person who was least affected to ah. the person who got the most affected. Okay. okay. Mm. So y'all know as blurs and um as a huge anime fan myself, um, we got to go to DreamCon, okay? (laughs) And uh, we've been prepping for this since last year, okay? We got our tickets. I think I got mine in like when they, the first drop that they did, and then uh, the Bowery King and Fallen Shinigami got theirs, like the second drop or something like that so and i we had a plan we told that i told them we getting the upgrades okay we going all out we mean everybody and it was looking good we had a plan we were set wi-fi was strong uh (laughs) windows were open tabs were cleared Five o'clock rolls around, and that's when they drop. And you know what happens? That site crashed immediately, okay? Mm. Now, we know Black people ain't on time for nothing, but they were on time today, okay? They were on time that day. So we, the three of us are frantically refreshing, 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 refreshing. 
And I, at this point, I'm losing hope, okay? I'm thinking that I'm not getting these tickets out. This whole plan, I didn't set aside money to do this. I ain't going to use it, which is probably a good thing. But I'm not here to make smart financial decisions. I'm trying to go to the con. So finally, luckily, after I laid hands on my laptop and I prayed, I prayed to God to let me get this badge. I get in. I get platinum, okay? I get platinum. Don't ask me how I got it. I typed it in. I processed. I was like, boop, 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 boop. Send it to my email. I'm good. I'm good. Amen. I don't know how many platinum badges they had, but I got one of them. So I'm actually very happy about that. Um, But my fellow brothers in arms. And now it's my turn. Yep. All right. So as you know, we we were all going through it, right? But but here's here's where where they they screwed me over. All right. So I, and this is the part that Afropuff neglected to mention, was the <laughs> fact that before she was able to get their platinum ticket, right? I I managed to get in after frantic refreshes. I was able to get in and I clicked the platinum. I put in my credit card information. I I was ready. I hit submit. And then it said processing. Immediately right after it started circling instead of processing, crash. Ooh. It crashed on me. And from there, like of course I tried to refresh, get back on page, get back on timing. Nope, did not go through. And I was stuck having to refresh a bunch of times. Which is when she got her platinum ticket. So I assume it was my ticket that <laughs> with my badge that went to her. <laughs> But there, there was at least a silver lining is that I was barely able to get a gold. So <laughs> I barely was able to get the one right below hers. Am I still salty about it? Absolutely. Did I put in my credit card information and then I hit submit, meaning I should have gotten it? Absolutely. Did uh, the guys just want to just want to uh, hit me with the get rumbled, stay humbled? Apparently. <laughs> but 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 nothing compares to my true brother and on to me to to my second half <laughs> just take it away brother just take it away so you took the glasses off so for people that know me you know i don't really yell very few people have seen me get angry I like to keep it even kill. Um, the fallen Shinigami is not here. I have upgraded. <laughs> the villain arc has begun. My mom is going to have me on speed dial once she hears this. And then she's going to fly across the country and put a foot up my behind. We haven't had one episode that was explicit rated yet. I'm going to do my best to keep my language clean. As possible. Because I don't want to edit all of this. That was a bunch of Mère de Vache. And that is French. <laughs> Look it up. Oh. That was oh. utter a, nonsense. As a Frenchman, I already know what he said. Yeah. Five o'clock. Five o'clock on the dot. The entire website crashes. Yep. You don't get one minute. You don't get 30 seconds. You don't get five minutes. Now, I understand that it's like everyone running through the same door at the same time. That's how the internet works. 
Okay, and there were limited tickets, but let's talk about the release schedule. It's fine that you did it one at a time, you know, in batches, because it happens. It's smart. But the Weekend Plus, that was idiotic. You know why? Because if you go to Disneyland, you can get the Fast Pass tickets at the same time you get your regular tickets. Ridiculous. Aka. Insane. <laughs> this is insane. You don't get a Weekend Plus ticket and then have it later on where you can possibly have the potential to upgrade. If you get the Weekend Plus ticket, you should either get platinum or you should get gold. And you know what? You know what that sounds like? You know, spending money on something for the potential of another money earned, but then you don't be able to get your money back? It sounds like a Ponzi scheme, a pyramid scheme, snake oil. Ridiculous. Guess what? Because guess what? This is absolutely insane. Um, we spent our money on it. There are people that are spending thousands on travel expenses, on hotel living expenses that are going to spend hundreds of thousands irresponsibly on vendors, on anime shirts and posters that we do not need because we love you. We love you as creators and you can't even get it right for five minutes of window. Guess what? Because guess what? We have it's okay. If I like logged on and I just couldn't get it, I would be perfectly fine with it because we we're all on the same playing field. Maybe I didn't type in my address quick enough. Maybe I need to get that auto save for like the numbers of my, my visa card. This is insane. Pendejos. This is ridiculous because guess what? I know there are bigger things to be mad about in life. Life will go on. One day the sun is going to explode, which will cause a f- ice age on the planet <laughs> there are bigger things in life to worry about than buying tickets to DreamCon. but you cheated us we weren't this isn't fair it's not even about fairness this is wrong i'm annoyed by it on every single level it's so incompetent and then it was all gone in 15 minutes and like yeah people can't get refunds that's fine that's life you know it was it was suspicious to look at it because you know every little thing said oh you can't get a refund no matter what in any situation we can get isekai at any moment in life but that's fine you know we signed up for it it's, it's ridiculous because things can happen people's parents can get sick people like cars can break down on the way there flights get canceled People couldn't see people for Christmas because of a snowstorm. But it's okay. We signed up for it. But to not even have the tickets. And you know what really pissed me off? Is the fact they had the nerve, the temerity, the the unmitigated gall (laughs) to, to respond to people that bought tickets when there were thousands of us on Twitter, on Instagram, saying we can't get tickets. <laughs> change anything at all because it'll break down again i'm done let's go to a sponsor break i'm done yeah. the, the, life is going to be okay go to a sponsor break for today's sponsor we have ourselves the texas continental with this uh with this fabulous establishment we are able to go forth and and be able to sign up and join the continentals you will have an extensive room you'll have with all the facilities needed you have a nice dedicated spa 
to relax your nerves. You have a dedicated doctor in case of any injuries needed. But remember the sacred rules of the Continental. We do not conduct any business on Continental grounds. All now, right. please join us today. All right, we are back. And <clears throat> I took a breath. I'm going to eat some ice cream after this and watch a good anime or either play Ghost of Tsushima and bo- body people. So is there any pre-spoiler chat we need for John Wick Chapter 4 or should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. So, all right. So, before we kick off, we can't. Uh, obviously, Lance Reddick, a week before the movie, I uh, kicked off, passed away. So, we just want to give a moment of just like silence, uh, appreciation <clears throat> to him for you know being a great, absolute character, great human being, and someone that again brought joy to our lives. So, who wants to kick off the recap? I can go. Or uh, now he's spitting. Um, you can go first. I'd be talking. All right. So here's what happens at the beginning of this movie. So it, it kicks off with John Wick pretty much ready to go run roughshod on all of the high table with the Bowery King. So he ends up going, traveling through the desert where we get our first uh of many what as I like to call it massacre scenes um mm-hmm. because literally that's just this, this entire movie this entire movie is basically massacre plot massacre plot massacre plot uh and then ends with massacre uh, <laughs> um and so he ends up going through the desert you know he on his uh black mustang you know just to keep it in line with everything and then he uh no he he murking people on the horse, he murking mur- folks left and right, and he manages to find the elder. Uh, you know, the the man. Well, this is a different elder from the one in the third movie, as apparently John Wick already took care of him. Uh, like in between movies, so we're just like, hey, yo. So he manages to find this new elder, who who basically tried to start spitting at this man, saying like, hey, uh, killing me ain't gonna change nothing. Uh, if you kill me, another one is going to take my place, as you know by last time. And the only release you're going to have from all of this is just straight death. So, so yeah, uh, you, you, so yeah, that it is what it is, my boy. And John Wick, you know, he he does his John Wick thing, you know, he he stays quiet, and then as soon as he says like, nah, and then blam, R.I.P. to the elder, R.I.P. to the boy. But next, we get introduced to this. Oh, okay. All right. I got now. Now it's about the time for me to 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 uh, go off. Take a deep breath, my brother. We get introduced to the Marquis, who this this Frenchman played by Bill Skarsgård. I'm gonna call him a Frenchman because the the Marquis Frenchman, because that's that's basically what he is. <laughs> so a Marquis of Frenchy decided to say, you know what? You know what, uh, Winston? He he brings in Winston and Chardon. He's like, hey, listen. Uh, we know John Wick is alive. We we know he running roughshod on all our peoples. And I'm taking it upon myself, right? Because you enabled this man, and you helped this man throughout movies two and three. Well, one, two, and three. But so, I mean, we're gonna have to deconsecrate your uh. No, no, wait. He condemns. He's gonna condemn our uh your uh whole location in New York. The so basically what condemning means, 
apparently it means we're gonna blow the con- continental sky high. Yes. Uh, just send it straight back into the gulag. So with that, uh, just to kind of tie in some parts with that. So they the high table sent the harbinger, who is played by Mr. Krabs, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, sent the harbinger and he said, you got an hour, you got to clean it out, obviously. And the Marquis du Grimont, the Marquis Frenchman, if you will, he was given full power of the high table to uh, get rid of John Wick and handle the issue. And he was uh, telling Winston that New York is a symptom of the issue that created John Wick. And then we get into the first sad part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Marquis, he, he, he got a gun and he says like, Hey, since you're you don't have a continental anymore, you don't need a concierge, and then shoots shot on dead. How did y'all feel about that? Because like, no, the fact that he died the week before the movie, and then like, obviously, like you can't change it in the movie. He like literally dies first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. It felt so weird. Yeah, yeah. There's something. Uh, when we were first watching it, I made a comment and I was like, oh, that's racist. Why are all the people of color dying first? Because uh, literally, yes, yeah. yes. Because literally, like, the only people that had died up until that movie were people that were playing. It was the Egyptians, like, right? Yeah. Yes. Egyptians. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then the black guy. And I was like, mm. Travis, ain't that your people? No, that's, I mean, I think it was a bit shocking because I assumed he would have had a longer part in the movie, like a longer mm-hmm. duration mm-hmm. in the movie. And it wasn't even 10 minutes. He died like in the first five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the fact that he died in real life, it kind of just hit me again in the movie that, oh, it made me feel like he just died again in front of me mm-hmm. after his passing last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of tough to see that, but they probably already had that already written out before his actual passing. So I'm like, yeah, I went back to like Polina. Oh, it's racist, man. They don't like black people. <laughs> oh, man, they don't care about us. Yeah, because all, all the minorities had to die first, and and then the rest of the movie happened. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it, it it was it was very odd, uh, like very odd to me, like especially considering like, hey. Because of his death in real life, um, it almost made me like just for a quick second. I'm like, hold on, did they did they predict this or something? Like they pull a Simpsons type of. It was very surreal. That's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So like it, it was just for a split. So- like one of my intrusive thoughts decided to come into the play again. But uh, but yeah, it it, it just it hurt a bit. It hurt especially considering like, hey, you like you see an actor die. In real life, and then his character die in the same movie before yeah. before he actually dies in real life, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So I'll take us to the next big fight scene, and then I'll, I'll everyone else can take over. So with that, um, Marquis de Gramont, he's like bring me Kane, and then we get it man himself, Donnie Yen. So Woo! we open up with him. He's listening to music, which you can. Well, he's blind and he's listening to music. So you can kind of infer that it's his daughter, but you don't specifically know. But when they bring him in, that's when uh, Skarsgård himself is like, hey, I'm going to give you a name and then you give us a life. That's our deal. You got way too close to your daughter. If you don't do this, if you don't take out John Wick, you're going to die. And Kane initially refused. And it turns out that they were actually friends, which was the crazy part. Um, and so like when he they, he they give him the Braille card and he reads it over, 
the way they shot this movie, it's like he runs it and it goes wick. And then it's this HN because he does it backwards. And that is so cool of a shot. So eventually he agrees. And he's like, John doesn't really have that many friends, except for a few that he trusts with his life. So then we go to Japan and Osaka. And I just mentioned Ghost of Tsushima at the beginning. So with that, we see one of uh, the legends in just like swordplay um, in the movie. I believe his name is Koji um, with a carrot. And we also get a character that I really love. Nobody who is also titled as the tracker. And he has his own dog with him and he checks in. So with that, uh, then the marquee, he sends his people. It turns out John is actually hiding. And then the next part is pew, pew, pow, pow, clink, clink, clink. So take over. Yo, um, I just like that fight scene at the Osaka Continental was so dope for so many different reasons. And um, one seeing uh, Kane like do some of the most. Now, listen, I can take a lot of things. OK, it, like I don't feel disrespected that much, but I would be so disrespected if a blind man beat the brakes off of me. Okay. And that's what was happening to these guys. He he was beating them so bad. He was faking them out. He was like, oh, I'm gonna cut your throat. Psych, I'm gonna punch you in the face. He was like, meek, 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 pop, 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 pop. We we yeah, bro. He was using um like uh what are those the, the doorbells? ring doorbells? Yeah, to track people. I was like, yo, man. He tracking you like an Amazon delivery package. <laughs> and um, like the, even I think one of the things that I appreciated the most in this is how much Koji put on um, his friendship with John Wick, as mm. well as the relationship with his daughter. Like, mm. to see a cold-blooded assassin be like, I'm going to have dinner with my daughter. And to see their whole rapport with one another was super sweet. It was a very, and it made Koji's, de- are we doing spoiler-free? I'm assuming. No, we're, no, we're, we're, we're not doing spoilers. So it made Koji's death at the end have more impact because like they fleshed him out a bit and he wasn't just like I'm the I'm John Wick's friend and I'm gonna protect him but oh wait I I'm just protecting him because that's my role in the movie. It made him like more three-dimensional. Yeah Hidayuki Sonata he 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 stay legendary he stay goaded yes. for a reason. Uh yes. this man was out here like he like of course he plays the role of a you know I'm a retired I'm a like I'm a family man, but when it's time to turn up, we turn up and we turn out. Uh, yes. he, he's in the what was it? A Frenchie's a henchman. I'm I'm well actually I'm gonna call Marquis Marquis and then I'm gonna call his henchman Frenchie. Uh just just so we can keep it clear. Frenchie was out here getting he was getting the two-piece, not not gonna lie, not gonna hold you. He got the two-piece from uh from Koji. And mm-hmm. and the fact that Koji kind of sounds like Boji to me, it, it, I was about to say it. It was it was kind of oh, yeah. crazy. Uh, but yeah, like he was he was pretty much like killing it. Uh, we we do not have to talk anymore about Donnie Yen because uh, I don't. What what else can you say about this man? Oh man, he a demon. He a demon. But yeah. but the fight between Kane and uh 
and Kane and Koji, it it yeah. hurt me. It hurt me. Yeah. It hurt me a lot. Yeah. Oh, I knew he was gonna die, but I'm like, please, just don't. Yeah. Don't do this trope. Please. Yeah. 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 I'd also like to say that they're uh like the um special forces. Uh, men that the French guy, the Marquis, sent in, they mm-hmm. have like stormtrooper aim. I was I like, know. yo, y'all got all this armor, y'all got all these guns, and you still can't hit this man, even in your <laughs> state of the art um, business casual suits. I was like, yo, this, oh gosh. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I was like, y'all. Um, they they have terrible aim and i really I, another one of my favorite scenes is when akira was having she was fighting that big dude and she had to stab up him oh, all yeah. the way i was like yo <laughs> oh, girl I'm get like, baby it. girl x23 yes yes kill bill volume three or four i don't know what it's <laughs> like but y'all know what it is travis what you got yeah, just to add on to some of what Paulina said, I think like one of the best fight scenes was the Ahsoka Continental, but also towards the end of the movie, the chapel, like the angles of the footage of how they were shooting the fight scenes in that house or whatever building with no with no one, John Wick fighting troopers, that one dude who was the Marquis' right hand man who went and died for nothing, mm-hmm. like always came back, you could hit him with five cars, shoot him ten thousand times, he always came back, but that fight scene. Where they, the camera guy from from above in that chapel. In that oh, we gonna we we gonna we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. Oh, that's too far. Okay, so let me let me yeah. backtrack a little bit. We'll stay in Ahsoka for the moment. In Ahsoka, okay. So outside of Ahsoka, because the natural fight scenes, um, I did believe Kane stole the show in that area, mm-hmm. not only because he was blind, but because he was also very tactical as a blind man. Yes. Like his um, CQC or close quarter combat was top tier, almost on par with John Wick. He's a blind man. And so to see his movement, how precise he was, how methodical he was with how he's going to map out the area that he was in to give himself the advantage in those fight scenes against his opponents was very intriguing to see how he mapped things out in those fight scenes in the continental. But also, I did appreciate the brotherhood as well. He was also trying to spare Koji. Mm-hmm, that's he didn't true. want to kill him. He gave him the opportunity to leave with your daughter. Yeah. And don't ever let me see you again. And that, that showed that even though Kane was doing something to protect his loved ones, he also respected and wanted to keep his humanity with his friendship with Koji and his family as well. <laughs> but, you know, Koji didn't listen. And, you know, uh, Kane said, you know, have it your way. You know? Yeah, um, I like that. Mm-hmm. That was good. I appreciate the the character developments, even in those fight scenes with both of them. And showing different aspects, how assassins could be in touch with their emotions and feelings and core values of family and friendship. Right. Yeah. So just kind of two things that I really like liked was what you mentioned, how he was tactical. It wasn't like Daredevil, I'm blind, but my hearing allows me to like see. It was like he was literally like tapping on things to make yeah. sure like where am I spatially aware? Where are other people? So the thing about Kane, like you mentioned, still the show, he went one v one against John Wick and then he pieced up Koji. 
which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, and then even the Koji fight, what I really liked is that they cut the music, which they need to do more movies, and they just mm. let the fight tell the story itself, and you felt the emotion of it. So, moving forward, John Wick, he hops on the train, um, and then just kind of, oh, before that, nobody, the tracker, and his Cujo dog, uh run up mm-hmm. on him and so yes. he's like hey we're in this together because i need you to your bounty to be like at least 40 million in order to uh buy this house that i'm looking for so with that moving forward you know winston he goes to the bowery king is like hey i want revenge uh meet you can kind of tie in the next part so did he meet up with john wick next or what was the part after that i know that there was the the hand stabbing that occurred Oh, so oh yeah, yeah. So what happens like right after uh, like right after you know Bowery King meets up with with Winston is that Winston was at like Sharon's actual grave site, mm-hmm. and then John Wick pulls up, and that's where Winston was like, hey, uh, like hey, like listen, the marquee is on one. We need to be we need to be vigilant. I want blood. I want you to essentially go out and challenge the marquee to a duel. And what will happen is that if you win the duel, you basically get a free, you get whatever you want. So in hit John's case, it'll be a free pardon. And, and then John's like, Hey, why, why you want to do this? I'm, I want that smoke for my boy Chadon. I, I want blood. I want vengeance. All right. But in order to do that, you need to go and reclaim your family. Go, go get your family back, my boy. Because in case you don't remember, he basically at the end of what? The third movie? Third one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it was the third movie. That was when he basically cut ties with the Russian, with his Russian family, which was the, Ruska which was one Romana. of the, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't, I can pronounce that to say my I got life. your baby. Th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you, honey. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up you set me up way too hard for that one i i had to capitalize but uh but yeah so he needs to go reclaim the family and that's where he goes to to mother to the motherland yes and then to berlin right yes berlin yeah. So with that also, then nobody, since he did kind of clap some of Marquis' people, um, he's like, okay, if you you pay me 20 up front, and then when I kill John Wick or bring him to you, then you give me the 20 after. That way he has his 40 million that he wants. And this is where Marquis stepped through the green door and was really the op above all. So he's like, okay, you know, negotiating. And Kane is like, do not negotiate with this man. Do not negotiate with this man. And then so he's like, okay, I'll give you the 20. Fine. And then he takes his hand, puts it on like a barrel, stabs him with a knife. And he's like, if you pull out this knife, he essentially implies that I'm going to kill you if you pull out the knife. Or you can pull your hand out of the knife. And let me tell you the way my theater groaned mm. when he had to like slide his hand out of the blade in between. It was like, Ugh. Wow. so then we get to Berlin where um, John Wick immediately has a priest pull a shotgun on him and blast him. The blicky. <laughs> and yes. it turns out that uh, Piotr, Uncle Piotr, is gone and there's a new leader who is Katia. And essentially they're going to kill him because he's not, he is excommunicado and he's not part of the family. But the reason he goes there is because if he's a part of a family, which he's trying to do again, that way he can uh, do an official duel on behalf. Yes. They can do a duel yep. on behalf of him 
uh, which is one of the old ways of the high table rules, and then he can get out. So just take him for there. They need revenge and, and a dude named Killer, who we can just call Gold Teeth, and yes. there. yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. So they get um ah, what's his name? He was like this I am Groot guy because that's all he said. He was like I am oh, so and so. I am Klaus. I am Klaus. Mess out of John, and so then he walks him to the um, it's this killer. I think that's his name. It's killer, killer. yeah. So I was gonna say he looks like he ate uh, Two Face from Batman. Um, (laughs) and uh, he goes and he's just like, Yeah, I'm bringing in John Wick as like uh, prison, like. John, I, I can't remember. Like it was on pretense. It was a way for John to get in to yeah. kill him to get revenge for Pio, Uncle Piotr. So because Katia was like, "Yo, if you kill this dude for us and get our revenge, then we'll let you back into the family." Mm-hmm. And so John was like, "Give me in, and I'll I'll handle it." So they get in there, and so this dude, he is big. He's like, uh, what's the, um, what's the name of the big villain from Spider Man? Um, Kingpin. Kingpin. Yes, yes. He's like Kingpin mixed with Two Face. Okay, so they, um, so they get in there and let me tell you, it's really hard to be gangster when you got asthma. (laughs) He's like laughing hard. He's trying to be intimidating. He goes, and you're just like, bro, okay. I, I can't take you serious. So then, um, so then as John is sitting at the table, uh, Killer's men come, Kingpin or whatever. Kane pops up and was like, hey, I'm here to kill you, John. And then nobody shows up and was like, uh, surprise, me too. And they all start pointing guns at each other. And they had themselves a conundrum, a quandary, a um, dilemma, if you will. And so the best way for them to solve this, of course, is to play poker. Um, And everybody's hands get progressively better. Like John had like two of a kind. He had like what they call the dead man, a dead man's hand. It was real bad. uh Kane had a four of a kind. Uh nobody had a royal flush. And then oh. Kingpin Killer, he had he was cheating. He somehow popped up with a 52 card deck with five of a kind. And um cheating and so then killer tries to take everybody out but john and everybody is on high alert so as soon as um killer tries to take him out john gives him the meanest paper cut across his neck like i'm just like yo i didn't know cars could do that to somebody he looked like he got close to the artery so Mm -hmm. then so and surprisingly for a dude with asthma and for as big as he is he takes off running okay and john is like pop 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 shoots him in the butt and then killer gets away and so john kane and nobody are fighting them and now nobody got has the good 
it's technically the goodest girl, but the goodest boy and his dog is trained. Kojo. Kojo. Well, I mean, that's the type of dog it is. Oh, yes. Merkin people. Like, and there's a specific command that he has for her that um, for all you men out there, um, you won't be, you wouldn't be men for very much longer uh, when this dog gets done with you. So she's taking out people. He's taking out people. Kane is disrespecting people left and right. Like, you know, it's bad when the blind man has better aim than you. Okay. And so then John fights through, you know, John Wick, he's doing what it what he do, running after Killa. And now they are in a rave in Berlin and there's water everywhere. There's like waterfall. And this is where I was like, okay, this is a little like it took me out of the immersion because they were wandering around, people swinging axes, and these people in the rave just continue to dance like nothing's happened some of them look over and then as they're kind of bopping along and they're swinging axes the killer kingpin is giving body blows to john wick and like they're just looking at him guns flying bullets flying everything and i guess they the drugs that they had to be on like um molly percocet lean like you name it they had because that was the only way i'm just like either they must think this is a hallucinate that was that was the only thing that took me out of the merchant and the fact that the fat dude could get his leg like he was doing high kicks y'all he was doing a high i was like yo how your legs that stubby but you get them up that high to kick somebody in the face yeah he was real agile yeah, Travis, you got anything on this part? I mean, I would say like the only thing that fascinated me about the that part with Mr. Goto, Mr. Big Purple Tuxedo guy, is that not only did he have asthma, but dude was jumping doing flying kicks fighting John Wick. Like, yes, for no fifty reason. pounds, maybe three hundred pounds, four hundred pounds. I'm like, what is in that asthma pump that allows yeah. him to elevate to do flying samurai kicks to John Wick on more than one occasion? Mm-hmm. And he lasted a long time fighting John Wick being that big. And With so, asthma. Asthma. So not only was I curious, but he had a lot of my respect and my attention for that fight scene until he, of course, got killed by falling down a <laughs> yeah. couple he, of stairs, breaking his neck. But his fighting moves were top tier for a big man. He was like a wrestler type, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. very nimble yeah. and he could move, he had some finesse. His fighting technique, and he's like a really big dude with asthma. Yes. So yes. I was very shocked on how you portray him one way, thinking that he's a joke or a clown at the t- table when they're playing, I think, of spades, although no, Texas Hold'em. And then yeah. when he started fighting, he's like, oh, this dude's a real deal. This is why he's assassin. Yeah. Yeah. He's a 400 pound dude who could somersault kick you to the face. Like, <laughs> yes. Crazy. You know what I think it is? I, I think that that inhaler was filled with PCP. Yeah, I do want to say that the fight choreography for that was now, like I said, I really enjoy gratuitous violence. I promise I'm not a serial killer. I just enjoy a well choreographed fight. 
But um, what I appreciated was this was a brawl. Like John Wick was brawling because like we keep saying, we keep emphasizing this dude was big. He was a tank and he was like, he was giving body blows and stuff like that. And like, and even how he fought, like compared to the fighting in um, like during the Osaka Continental where that's more like, you think of it as like a uh, martial arts, technique. like karate, mm-hmm. karate, um, um, taekwondo, like that kind of stuff. This was more street fighting. Like you think of um, these dudes were slugging it out and weight class, pound for pound, weight for weight. Tilla had it. He he was giving John John Wick the business for a while, mm-hmm. and John, like Travis said, he got uh, Killer got thrown down some stairs, and he landed yeah. on his neck, and he had the worst death face I have yeah. ever seen. <laughs> like goofy, it, yeah. It was it was oh gosh, I was like, dang, that's embarrassing. I was like, cut the cameras if that was if I, that's what I looked like when I died. I'm just like, cut the cameras, close casket. Yes. So it's just kind of progressing it forward. Two things that I, I do like to point out from this is that what you mentioned with like the rave scene, that's kind of, it felt like a callback to um, the second movie where he was fighting common and in the rave scene. And then oh. with the Osaka fight, definitely it was a callback to three because when he was fighting Kane, that's kind of similar to how he was fighting like the two brothers. And then the other guy that was like, he wasn't a samurai, but like he was like a ninja essentially like that. Um, so with that, we also see that uh, nobody, the tracker, had a shot on John Wick when he was leaving, but uh, Kane came and stopped him. He was like, hey, he's mine. So that was funny, like their competition throughout. So he goes back with the gold tooth, John Wick, and then he gets branded back into the family. Meet an important question is, what is the Blurred City brand mm. that welcomes people to the family? Mm. All right, here, here we go. Here we go. The blurred city nation, we we come to you today to invite you to the family where your life is our life, your death is our death. We will conquer the entire universe, and you will receive the spoils, the riches of our conquest. <clears throat> so, what does the symbol look like? Mm, the symbol, dang that that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, probably be two swords i like that i like that so moving forward uh since he's back in the family the duel is now set on they set uh kind of just like the rules for it it's going to be a gun good old-fashioned uh hamilton versus uh who's the guy that shot him aaron burr aaron burr good old-fashioned because people back then were so civilized quote unquote so moving forward (laughs) moving forward with that they set the rules and then uh obviously you start seeing that the marquee he's starting to get shook because he's like yo i'm not doing this kane you're doing it for me and if you don't do it i'm gonna kill your daughter so he started hearing the rumbling in the background but it was kind of low at it was low it was like season uh four rumbling not the next part. So with that, um, <laughs> so they set the terms and it's at daylight. And if you don't come at daybreak, you get ex- executed immediately. So does your second um, Winston. He negotiated to have where if John Wick wins, he gets to have his entire hotel back and reinstate it from excommunicado. Uh, so from there, we get the hit increases. Uh, so he John Wick has to go to the church and some of 
see, because at first it was kind of like I was starting to get out of it with the story. And then the next part happens in France and the next hour of the movie is straight action. So uh, yeah. essentially get to the church. Uh, oh. OK. All right. So let's let's go ahead and get into it. So um, Marquis is on his op activity, decides to increase this man's bounty because like, hey, he got till sunrise. But there's still nothing against uh, trying to murder this man. I murder this man before he gets there. There's mm-hmm. nothing in the rules against it. So now you got all of France basically on this man with, through this through the narrative device of this of this uh, smooth uh, the smooth lady, the smooth black lady who who playing playing these jams on the radio, uh, mm-hmm. and that lets all the assassins know like, hey. John is here, and John and his uh bounty is going up, and you guys need to take this man to send this man straight to uh to the gulag, if you will. So, so of course we get the first part of the action where John he's he gets a what was it? What was it? He was in the motorcycle, like a charger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he gets a muscle car first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. He he starts with a muscle car, and of course he completely tears that thing apart uh, because he he murking folks left and right. Then he gets to the well. He was on foot first, but he kept getting hit by cars, and then he took it. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just just FYI, y'all. He takes just punishment. Th- this yeah. this next hour, he just gets through goes through it. He gets hits with cars. He he manages to steal one. Still marking people, marking assassins left and right. To which, at this point, I'm just like, bro, you know John Wick, you know his reputation. I would stay home. Yes, yes, I would stay home. Yes, the audacity of these unnamed assassins to think that they're gonna kill John Wick. They think they're the actor, and not wear no body armor. Yes, yes. I was like, yo, y'all not even ready for this. Yep. Yep. So yep. And now we he's in the circle where where Frenchie about yeah, the roundabout where Frenchie decides to start trying to run his pockets. Uh and then of course, like throughout all that, John's getting hit with cars left and right, assassins getting hit by cars left and right. Uh just it's just an all-out brawl. He gets a motorcycle, he manages to dip out out of there and he makes it to this alleyway where he goes inside this building. Ooh. And when I tell you, I was like, oh, nah, this is about to be Call of Duty because because <laughs> yeah. some of these assassins end up bringing some a Call of Duty, the, the shotgun with the dragon breath rounds. I was like, they got that incendiary ammo? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. no. They part of the rat clan. They part of the rat clan. They got... Where's the riot shields? Where are the... Uh, where are the deployable decoys? Where are the, <laughs> the noob tubes? Yes, because that is what timing they were on with them incendiary rounds. Nah. But John Wick was still proving that he was him. And but nobody was also in the building with him and the best girl who just <laughs> turning, just giving uh just giving men all types of uh sex change operations, if you will. Yeah. The embodiment of the phrase what the dog doing (laughs) (laughs) yes travis i know you want to talk about these parts that you were mentioning earlier with like everyone getting hit by cars and then the way they shot this scene yeah so of course the chapel fights was like the best part of the movie but 
John Wick, like Demetrius mentioned, took a lot of hits. I mean, I believe he was hit eight times by a vehicle. Still standing, still shooting, still being finessing these wannabe assassins, not wearing no body armor, not giving out no uh, indications that they are a real threat. Um, and the, the shocking thing about me, about the whole fight scenes from the runabout to the building was the fact that John Wick didn't look like he lost a step. He was still, like, fighting at his peak during the whole fight, the, the entire fight, even though he was hit eight times by different vehicles. Um, I think he took a few body shots from different assassins in the building, but I like the 360 angle camera view in the building. That was money of almost Inception type style of, uh, you know, filmography um, there. And, mm-hmm. you know, no no one has dog Kujo, or you call him, we'll call her, let's call her the boss lady, <laughs> you know, who was like, decapitating some testicles <laughs> up and right. Yeah. Um, she was a real boss, the real MVP of the five seats there as well. And so it's just fascinating how even after all of that in the building, John Wick jumps out the building and hits a van. And it was like a small dent. Mm-mm. There was a huge imprint on that van and he just got up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was like, what the heck? Who the heck is, what is he on right now to do that? Main character also- also, an important part, like right before he jumps out, he starts to actually, for the first time, really fight nobody, and they're going at it. And yeah. at oh, the same right. time, at the same time, Cujo is fighting uh, Frenchie, Frenchie, big Frenchie, and so John Wick and nobody are going at it, and they like he has a shot on him, but Frenchie has a shot on uh, Cujo, and so he then shoots, he shoots Frenchie's gun out in his hand. No, he shoots him he because shoots he has Frenchie. the suit. He has the suit right. with the body armor, and then he gets tossed down some stairs, and everybody yes. in my theater thought he died. So with that, yes. so it's crazy. So then he just like leaves, uh, nobody alone. Nobody like uh, has like that. Oh my gosh, you didn't kill me. You actually saved my dog, which is like the parallels because he knows what it's like to lose a dog. So, the dog. That's right. So yeah, yeah, you're right. The theater when he jumped out the window literally was like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Right. Like, no way. But that was not the worst part of how my theater reacted. It's when he got to them stairs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. And the, and that, the camera the exaggeration every step he fell from. Yo. All the spinning uh, and tossing and turning. I'm like, hurt. oh, come on. I was yeah. mad. I did not expect for them to show that entire fall. Like I, cause I remember the radio girl was like, who's going to, she made it a point to mention exactly how many stairs there were. Yes. And so when he made it to the top, he made it to the landing and then Frenchie was there. Yo, let me tell you, I, I preferred the marquee to Frenchie, okay? Frenchie was getting on my nerves. And because he was always there, he was always. the biggest hater. And mm-hmm. so when he kicked him down the stairs, I was like, yo, they didn't have to show this man like this. It was wild because they did it the first time and then he stopped. And then like Frenchie slid down and then he knocked him down the knocked other side. Down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's like being sent back. It's like when you're in a video game and you forget to save, and oh. you can, you get you when you you die and you get sent back to the point before the boss fight. I was like, ain't no way. I'm just staying down. Like, yeah, but, yeah. But when you stay down, you always have your friends to come and pick you up. 
Oh yeah, because that's true. At this right. point, your boy uh, Kenny. At this point, this man had three minutes to get go back two. up them stairs. Yeah, it was two to three. Two to three minutes. Yeah. So our boy Kane decided to come with the pull up. He's like, "Hey, now nah, I'm gonna need you to get your behind up them stairs, boy." And he's like, "Bruh, you see these people?" Like, and then I'm just like, "Bruh, he blind." But uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't worry. I got these people. So this man came with taking out all the henchmen and then John is rushing up the stairs and then Frenchie decides to come back into play. Yeah. Of course, decided to be biggest hater, biggest op of them all. But um, unfortunately, see, Frenchie made, made a huge mistake earlier. Yes, he did. Of trying to shoot a uh, good girl Cujo. So that way she, she decided to get her get back. <laughs> Which is like command. I like that scene. I really like how they shot it where uh, nobody, he was kind of aiming for John Wick and then he looked down and Cujo was like, come on, man. Come on. He saved me. You can't, you can't do it like that. <laughs> and then he shoots, he shoots Frenchie. <laughs> and oh, yeah. One back. word. <laughs> yes. Nuts. And the dog peed on him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. On his gunshot. Yeah. Shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. That's disrespectful. Cleanse the wound to the face. Oh, I was I was just out of there. I died laughing at that part. But uh, but yeah. So like after that, of course they get up to this top of the stairs. They make it. You can tell uh, Marquis he was uh, he, you you see him sweating. Mm-hmm. He, he was sweating. He he would kind of. It was getting louder. He was hearing them steps. <laughs> yep, them steps were getting closer. And then, and we see nobody, and good girl Kujo's just sitting on the sidelines, just like, oh man, this about good. And then we we get to the duel. So they start, they get these old uh, Victorian dueling pistols back from the 1600s with one shot, one bullet, 30 paces back. Mm -hmm. Bam! Shoot. They get each other in the arm. So then. They come up 20 paces closer, reload, bam. I think uh John Wick got shot what in the shoulder sh- and arm. I yeah, I think he got yes. shot in the shoulder, and yes. then Donnie gets shot in the side. Like oh, in yeah. it's like same, it's like kind of like very, very side and then shoulder as well. Yeah. Or, or arm. Shoulder, yeah. um, bicep, and mm-hmm. stomach. Yeah, but also don't forget, like these two are boys. They they're best friends. You like they had humongous chemistry. In fact, like one thing that happened earlier was like before the duel happened, before the shenanigans, mm-hmm. uh John Wick was at a church. He you got he it. Started, yeah. Yep, he's he lit a candle and then he sits down and Kane was there. And he's like, You you think your wife can hear you? I'm like, he's just like, I don't know. It's like, so why you do it? Like, cause I hope I'm wrong. Uh and there's like, listen, I miss you, man. And I I really don't want to do this, but but they they got my daughter, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, I I gotta fight for her, man. It's like I understand. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's how it is. Like they were still boys, but they just understood, like, hey, it's your life versus my daughter's life. It is what it is. Yep. And and now back to the duel, the the final duel, if you will. They they come up t- to the ten paces. Final shot, bam! Mm. John Wick got shot in the like, I guess spleen? like spleen, spleen or kidney. Yeah, in the kidney suplex area, 
So he down on the ground and <laughs> and we think like it's over. So Marquis, he 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 full of himself. He, mm-hmm. he he back on his high horse. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, hey, Kane, you you did good, my boy. You did good. Um, <laughs> you're free. Yo, yo, you you free. You free. Go fly, fly away, fly away, fly boy. Uh you get your oh! daughter. Fly. My way, fly boy, and get your daughter. <laughs> okay, I, I, I can't believe you said that. Wait, wait, wait! Don't clip that. Don't clip that. Uh, nah, but, put it in. Put it nah, in. No, nah, no, nah, we edited around that. Right around. That. <laughs> He's Amber. No. But uh, so he decided. No, nah, I'm gonna do the final kill myself. So it's like he got his got the last bullet, and he's ready to aim at John. Then Winston decided to come up with one of the hardest lines ever. He's like. Use arrogant, mm-hmm. you arrogant, sanctimonious SOB. <laughs> he did not fire just to see him like Scar guy. He's like, wait, what? Just to see John uh, Richter, like, bam! Yes. Right in the head. In that Yo, moment. oh, sorry. Oh, when he got yeah, shot and his legs went straight out and he fell over, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Yes, in that moment, time stopped and he went to like the eternity tree and Aaron Yeager, like the rumbling was official and he was humbled. Humbling, humbling. Yeah. So yeah, just with that, uh, Kane's free and the Harbinger is like, we're all good. All right, goodbye. And so, (laughs) so, yes. Many adjourned. (laughs) Like, hey, it is what it is. Everybody go home. We packed yes. this up. Mean adjourned for the day. Yes. Yeah, so then John Wick, he goes to Winston. And then something uh, he said earlier in the movie before the duel is like, if he dies, put on loving husband on his tombstone. Uh, so with that, he's like, Winston, can you take me home? And he goes and sits on some stairs. Sun starts to drop. And then he just, it looks like he faints and passes out. But they cut to the next scene. And then it's just a gravestone with loving husband next to loving wife. And John Wick is apparently based on this movie dead. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was really touching. But something that I really liked throughout the movie is that they said, hey, no matter what happens, no matter if you get free of the high table, no matter if you kill the entire high table, you you just want to die. Like, that's the only thing that's going to really free you. Like, you can't live a normal life. That's something that is all you really crave to die. And it was recurring throughout the story. So that was like really touching. And then for Winston to kind of get the last word and say goodbye, my son was touching. Yeah. It, it, that, yeah, that was emotional. It, it really was. I was just like, dang. So not only do we lose Charon and Charon and Lance Reddick, but we lose John Wick in the same movie. But as you mentioned, like it was a quite a fitting send off. And it does like, and it does play off my whole things like, hey, sometimes the hero just gotta die. Like I, I've been saying, like, hey, Shazam should have stayed dead. But in yep. this case, I'm like, yeah, he. This was quite fitting. Like this was a man who lived his entire life in just pursuit of just straight vengeance and uh and just murder. So like he he never knew what peace was until his until he had his wife. And then, um, and then when he had his dog, what when he had his dog? Which, wait, correct me if I'm wrong. What happened to the dog in the third movie? It was still there. Uh, the, the, the oh yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He had him. He had him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Bottom I thought King. his dog got shot. No, because like in the no, that's the first movie. In the third one, like the big dog. So like yeah. right at the end, when um John Wick gets shot off the win 
uh, off the roof hits a yeah. thing it shows the dog like going to the underground and we see like because it's like following a scent and then so then the bowery king he had the dog like the entire time oh gotcha okay okay so that was because he, he had him at the grave too mm, so. yes yes yeah so so yeah so it was like this was just a story of this of a man who was willing to die and had to take as many bodies with him as possible i mean hey that's if there's one way you can go out, there you yes. go. And then a quick minor thing is that nobody slash the tracker. He actually went up to the stairs uh, of the church and witnessed the um witnessed the, the the duel. And he like he had a lot of emotion on his face for such a scene because you're like the way they told the story is that you really didn't want either dude to die because you yeah. understood the motivations. You've been rooting for this dude the entire time, and then for the other guy, you're like. How are they going to get out of it? Like, there's no way to do it. So with that, that was just like really incredibly told. Cut to the end credit scene. And the only one of this entire franchise. Yes. And with it, we see it's a cure, right? So she pulls yep. uh, she pulls out a knife Um, because Kane is going to officially see his daughter. He has flowers and it just see? like shows them walking. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. And then it's the end of the movie. So we don't know what happens. I think we know what happens. Look. I like with Kane's skills, I'm like, nah, nah, she she ain't gonna she ain't gonna clap my boy Kane after all he been through. Nah, I think that she I think he let himself get he would let himself get killed because he because when he fought her father, he was like, I'll be waiting for you. He does like he he knew like the retribution was coming. And I think that one of the things I saw with Kane is that he felt like it seemed like he had resigned himself to the consequences of the life that he chose to live. And he recognized like, cause he was like, in order, it's a life for a life. Like he could keep his daughter and himself alive by taking another life. So now it's just a life for a life. And I really like what you said about consequences. Cause that was just like a big theme throughout this entire movie. And if you think in retrospect, this entire franchise, because of yeah. the consequences of just people's actions, cause think about it because of, Oh, Oh, the uh, king of Therian uh, yes. in the first movie, because of him, he he basically got his entire family clapped by John Wick, <laughs> just just R.I.P. sent to the Gulag, and then and then in part two, because of the fact that old boy wanted to pull up on John after he retired, and also the fact that John didn't uh didn't like acquiesced immediately because. Because, you know, like, markers are binding. There's mm -hmm. no way you can resist. Like, because of that, the rest of the movie, too, happens. Which leads into him killing old boy. Which leads to everything in three and four happening. Yep. So it was just a revolving door about the consequences of one's actions. And how you do not poke the bear that is John Wick. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to yeah. tell you people. Yeah, yeah, so what do we think is next for the franchise? Uh, before we get into it, there are actually two things that have already been announced. There's going to be one movie called The Ballerina. I think it is a prequel because it's going to have John Wick in it. Um, and this is like one of the members of the Romana Ruska from like kind of part three, Ballerinas Go for Revenge. And then there's going to be a TV show 
called The Continental, which is a it, which for sure is a prequel about the rise of Winston as his like managerial for like The Continental. Mm. Um, I like those ideas. I honestly, I would love for there to be for them to continue to make movies in this universe. However, I don't want them all to be through the character of John Wick. And I think that like, cause I, and honestly, some of this might be because I do not remember the first three movies that well, cause it's been so long since I've watched them, but I feel like there's so much about the society of assassins because you can tell that it's very tradition oriented and they have a lot of, um, like rules and regulations and um, different practices that they follow, but there's no explanation as to how this society was formed. And so really I would love either, I would love to see a movie series or like a television series about the formation of the table or I would love to see a series about the table imploding and the society falling apart. Yes. Uh, as a, what is it called? A Dr. Stone fan, you would love rules or rules. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. I, you, Travis. I'll say as a Jaegerist, uh, hey, I need to see the, the rumbling happen to the high table. Because like before seeing this movie, I was like, all right, so he's gonna go after Marquis, and then like he's gonna go after all the high tables. Like basically, John Wick's just gonna upturn everything. Like nothing gonna be like he's gonna overturn it all, and then the then this movie happened, and then I'm just like, oh, well, somebody else is gonna take his place, and then R.I.P. to the high table because they never got their just desserts for what happened. So actually, maybe the ballerina might be that spinoff that. That may kick it off, though I don't know like who is supposed to be in it. It's like uh, Anna de Armas. I don't know how to say it. Anna de Armas. Yeah. Anna de Armas. Anna de, oh yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. 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 I like that. I'm like, oh yes. I was like, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, sir. Yeah. Be, be careful. Be careful, my guy. <laughs> the, the assignment. I'll yeah. Say, uh, she's listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> You know, sorry, um, I just thought of this and it's really interesting that what we learned during John Wick is that just because someone is at the table does not mean they are one of the top assassins. So I'm just like, what is the criteria for being at the table if you're not one of the top assassins? Like, I think like part two kind of elaborated on it a yeah. little where it's like you could either like you have to be part of the family and you get like basically kind of like a monarchy where a Nepo your family, baby. Yes. Since like your entire <laughs> family just like you just step in like as yeah. one dies where you can just or you just straight up murder them and take their place. Yeah. I but don't know if you can. I don't think you can. Action. 
because oh, oh yeah yeah because wasn't that part of the thing for the second movie where john had to murder someone that was yes yeah 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 so my thing is is that like so that's what the system is now but were these but i would assume that you would want the best assassins to be the ones leading and it's like it made me think of like how the Ackermans are like top tier fighters and there's they're in their blood they are like next level when it comes to combat and so i'm just like i know it probably wouldn't be something like it's in their blood that activates but i'm just like there's no point like why like there's no point in having a in my mind because and even how their world is set up there's no point in having a a a assassination society that is not based on strength and that there has to be something about these families that makes them so feared and respected in their society that has led to them the power that they have and if it's not their strength then what is it well, you wow. kind of mentioned like there's a lot of rules and like we don't know if Winston was like a good assassin or not back in his heyday, but he's really good at running the Continental. So like, I guess kind of like what Meech was mentioning, if you've been in this spot for generations, you're good at managing this entire society uh, along with other people of assassins. So that's my take on it, but it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just like it's really interesting because it's even in terms of like i've been watching a lot of historical documentaries especially about the war of the roses and that kind of stuff and one of the things that i did not fully appreciate about all of these different kings of england that have risen to power is that many of them some of them they did come from like a family that is royal like they there's a dynasty however it was still very like you still needed to be like a conquering king power mm-hmm. nothing in a society that's very dog eat dog like you ha- can make all the people make these rules after the fact right because they're just like oh snap that went wrong we need to make these rules to make sure no one's just coming up and the fact that they had these duels and things like that lets me know that like the single combat i'm just like there had to be a time where they had many different clans vying for control that and even winston mentioned it like as a way to keep other like the more mercurial um members of the table from going absolutely haywire they had single combat and what I'm just like, they make all these rules after the fact because you don't know the rules that you need until something goes left. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, there's a power, there's their their society was built, their foundation is based on something. And at the end of it, I think at the core it's strength because John Wick is both respected and feared because of just how good of an assassin he is. 
when I think Winston, Koji, Kane, all these old heads that popped up are respected and feared because of their skills. They didn't play the, they were ultimately just cogs in the machine of the assassination society and they didn't really understand or know how to play the politics but if which so there's other stuff going on but purely based there is strength where their power level is i think yeah yeah i, I just don't want to see how the table was created yeah yeah yeah. all right travis you got anything else sorry you're good no it's okay i think polina spoke enough for me <laughs> Yeah, but I will say that I think the table does need to be brought to justice. Yeah, they have to straight to the gulag. They have to, but also Polina said something on Friday, which I think would be a good. I don't know, would be like a good spinoff, but like a good way to close out John Wick is with uh, Kane, who killed Koji, his daughter. That that altercation with the daughter and Kane would be good to see. And I think uh, Polina said like the mark of Kane. Ooh, that would be a dope movie title to see to like kind of close everything up completely with the John Wick series. But the table has to be brought to justice for sure. Like they blew up the man's home, killed his dog. Okay. They killed a man's dog. There should be some repercussions for your actions. Yeah. Meet you got anything else? I mean, nah, like that was, it it was all poignant and well stated. Like, yes, I want to see all of it, and I need the, the round table to get sent sent packing. If it's by Kane, amazing. If it's by Akita, also amazing. Uh, and if it's by uh me, then hey, hey, put me in the movie, coach. Put me in. Yes. yes. So with that, now it's time for our John Wick Awards. So. There are a lot of awards and like black graduations, we ask that you hold your applause to the end of the awards are handed out. There's no way that's going to happen uh, if you go to a black graduation, <laughs> but we're going to do our best. All right. So first award for me, goaded. This can go to none other than John Wick, Keanu Reeves. The fact that this series started with uh, Reek killing a dog and turned into something so expansive, so incredible. So many just like incredible action scenes that I have not seen before. The way they were shot, the way they were just taken. Um, having bulletproof uh, vests and suits is just absolutely incredible. And for him to be at his age and still be just like an absolute star, goaded. So Keanu Reeves, come get this award and transitioning to you, Paulina. Okay. So... I've already said one of them, the goodest boy, or in this case, the goodest girl with Koji, Kojo, because um, she she was a good girl and she knew when to attack, when to sit, and um, when to relieve herself. Um, and then uh, the next one goes to the op of the year. Oh, just one at a time, please. Oh, okay. That's the first one. I'm done. All right, Travis. Oh, I think my the spotlight is yours, the character who stole the show. I will honestly go with Kane. I believe Kane stole the show. Like, not only from his fighting scenes, but the character development. The fact that even towards the end, he was willing to carry John Wick up those stairs, killing those bad guys to have John Wick get his freedom, fulfill his destiny. So I think, like, overall, Kane was a modern disciple 
You feel me? Gotcha, gotcha. Thinking of some right. D-Man, you know, doing this thing. Meech? All right, so my first award is the You Really Spin Right Now Award, which goes to Hiroyuki Sonata's uh, Koji, because he, he kept spitting bar after bar just by spitting. Here, here are just two of them that just had me go, Sir, I need that on a T-shirt. First one is like, uh, fools talk, cowards are silent, the wise listen. Mm. I'm like, it's spinning! And then the second one, which was a bit more heartwarming, is friendship means nothing if it's convenient. Yep, that's a good one. I'm mm. like, I'm like, nah, nah, I need that. I want a t-shirt ASAP. Yeah. About to have it on my Instagram bio. <laughs> yes. And for our next award, it's a new one. It is the Donnie Yen is him award. Um like you mentioned with the spotlight is yours, Donnie Yen absolutely went crazy. Just like the the way they created the character when he did the Ip Man punches in the Osaka fight, I almost jumped out of my seat. <laughs> it was incredible just the way he fought. Uh, the emotion that he brings to the character of Kane was absolutely incredible. Um, where he had like probably the most character development and singularly in the movie was just absolutely insane. And then Donnie Yen is just him. I need him in every action movie moving forward. Uh, create the Raid 3 and put Donnie Yen in it. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. My next one is Op of the Year. And surprisingly, biggest upset, it goes to Frenchie, the henchman, because all he did all movie was hate. And um, he was always there messing stuff up and being cocky about it. And he tried to kill the goodest girl. So it's the op. All right, Travis, your next word, please. Yeah, so mine says for a jump out your seat moment. I had two, but I'm stick to one. And of course, it would be John Wick falling those flights of stairs. <laughs> and <laughs> in the movie showing you all the stairs he is stumbling down to, he did it twice. He pulled a Drake back to back. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> crazy. I was like, are you serious? And I actually, actually leaned up towards my seat. Like, are you serious? <laughs> like, he's going to fall all these steps and get right back up to fall right back down again? Crazy. Crazy. Bitch. Alright, so mine is actually also going to be a new award. I entitled it The Uno Reverse Jumping. Ooh. So... Typically, we know like there's an award based on, oh, we jumping now where characters gang up on one person. The Uno reverse jumping is where everybody gangs up on one. They try jumping him, but it don't work. Instead, you getting jumped by him and him alone. This goes to both Keanu Reeves, John Wick, and Kane. Because there is a no way... One man, or in this case, two men, can body whole armies with state-of-the-art Kevlar suits with dragon breath rounds. <laughs> and the fact that y'all still get got clapped anyways. Nah, nah, both of y'all get, get this award. Yes. Reverse Uno jump. I think Aaron played that card on Zeke. 
<laughs> All right, for my final award, it is the Ain't No Way Boy Award, and it goes to some of the scene that uh, Travis pointed out. So with the stairs, when he fell down those final <laughs> flight of stairs, I was literally in the theater. I was like, "Ain't no way, you gonna have to shoot me. I'm not climbing back up the yep. stairs. <laughs> I'm not going back up the stairs if you're just gonna knock me down." So the Ain't No Way Boy goes to that scene. All right, next, Paulina, your yeah, final award. My last award, the humbling, it goes to the marquee because literally mm. the look on his face when he realized that John Wick did not shoot yet, oh, that was priceless. He knew in that moment he messed up. And he's been arrogant. Uh, the Harbinger said something to him early on in the movie before like the final act he was like don't let your um ambition outgrow your worth mm. and yeah he he did not listen yeah. all right uh travis can go with both of your awards and we'll wrap up with meech okay so one of my awards was please don't go and it's of course for mr john wick himself because it took me a while to grasp that oh he's dead and so I think the moment, I didn't think he's going to die, to be honest. So even at the moment when he's looking at the sunrise, he's on the staircase, he's just staring into the abyss for a little bit. And then he says his wife's name, Helen, and then he collapsed to the stairs. So I'm like, oh, I think he's going to pass out. And the, the other guy's going to take him home. And Winston's going to take him home and patch him up. And then the next scene, we see the tombstone. I'm like, oh, you got to be lying. It was like, no cap. He's dead. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And I was still in disbelief. I'm like, oh, it's a cover-up. The post-quest was showing him sipping coffee somewhere in a different country, chilling, having a fresh start, maybe a new dog, but no, I didn't do that. And I think, like, even Dimitri saying, you know, that's the only way you could end John Wick, the series, is, you know, giving his character off. And that's just tough. It reminded me of John Marston from Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you get so attached to the character, they're going to live forever. And they'd be like, huh, gotcha. Yeah. You're going to think about too. <laughs> so, you know, it messed me up a little bit. And my other award was Rock Lee dropped the waist from Mr. Go-Tooth. Mr. Asthma Pump himself. Because uh, when yeah. I first saw him, when I first saw him, I'm like, there's no way he could run this long, fight this hard, jump this high. And he really showed some, uh, that weight is his printing weight. It doesn't affect him. He uses that for workouts. You know, so I give him like Rock, Rock Lee dropped the weights award as well. Mr. Go to and Meech, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap this up with the the only award that that deserves to be given out. The Black Air Force Award award that goes none other to, to true menaces to society, to true demons, to true degeneracy at large. Mr. Week, please grab this award for for all the carnage for all the bodies you took along your journey all the souls that you sent straight to get judged in the afterlife you 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 are him you are him you deserve it i i if if you if you were alive today and we were friends i, I would hang out with you i would i would hang out with you a, a lot just just to learn your skill set uh, I, I want to be trained by you, sir. I, I would, I would want to, to be your friend. I, I would hang out with you. I would be dog sitting for you when you go out on your. <laughs> uh, I, I would do whatever is necessary because you deserve all the best. And I just say, hey, just hope you and Helen have a great afterlife together. So, uh, John Wick, get this award.
Yes. Yeah, so with the awards wrapping up, just also want to give an honorable mention to nobody, the tracker. If it wasn't for so many bangers of performances, you would absolutely have you like did your best to steal the show, given the scenes that you were in. And it was actually a really great performance from him. So with that, let's get into our tiers, Meech. All right. So the tiers are based on assassins. All right. So the first one, the F tier is odd job. Uh, if you know your 007, so boom. All right, so for our uh, D tier, we have Hit Girl. Uh, and then for our B tier, no, a C tier, my bad. My C tier is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Uh, Bradgelina. Then Real for bad. our, yep. For B tier, we have Jason Bourne. Mm. For our A tier, Hitman Agent 47. But then the S tier, the top of the top. Assassin's Creed. Oh, so I thought for sure you're gonna say John Wick. Oh no, we can't. We can't give the him the name of it in the actor. Uh, gotcha. He can't use the word as the definition. Yeah. Gotcha. So, in terms of the movie placement, where you guys rank it? Mm, I give it a B plus. Mm, so, Jason. Mm. Hey, Travis. Well, for me, I mean, I give it an A. I thought it was perfect. I like most of the character development. I like the cinematics with all the action scenes, fighting scenes in the movie. And they had like a lot of characters in the movie that stole the show. Even though I like Kane, I'm not forget about Mr. No One, aka Nobody, Cujo. Uh, even uh, the Marquis uh, Frenchman guy, he was perfect too. He was a great villain, a great side villain, whatever you want to call him. He was like elite. Nice. Yeah. He kept on coming back, but he would not stop. And so I give it an A overall because I think it was like a, a great movie, a <laughs> perfect movie. It had emotional aspects, moral aspects to the movie. Um, show, showed you different heart characters for each individual in the movie. And so I appreciated that as well. It wasn't just like a mindless kill, kill, kill type John Wick, like two and three. Mm-hmm. Yes. For me, I like... Coming into the movie, I was like hearing so much of, oh, one of the greatest action movies of all time. And I was like trying to avoid it because I didn't want that to kind of like spoil what I was going to like set those expectations because I've been disappointed before. So like it opened with that Osaka scene. And I was like, oh, this might, this might be an S tier movie. And then it kind of dropped and uh, like after the the Belgium scene. And I was like, OK, it might be an A. You know, uh, I think I might have like uh, Parabellum chapter three better. And then they got to France. And they had the fights with the cars and they had the stairs and then the ending. And I was like, this is an S tier movie for me as a a pure action film. And this is how you do an almost three hour movie looking at you, Avatar, the way of mid without it being boring, (laughs) without it being boring and keeping somebody engaged. So S tier Assassin's Creed for me. All right. For me, see, honestly, I, I did not even feel this movie was long enough uh mm-hmm. like i it was like i blinked and it was already over i'm like wait hold on was i was i that immersed in a movie like that and to hear it was not even three hours long is kind of crazy um as you mean like with terms of the acting in terms of the emotional core in terms of just straight blood carnage gore in terms of just straight in it and see the cinematography, seeing like some of the video game influences with that top-down perspective in the building, to just as I mentioned, just seeing like payoffs to a lot of character arcs. 
I, I, I just, I, I can't give it anything less than, uh, nah, <laughs> than an Assassin's Creed. I can't give anything less because Ooh. I just love this movie to death. Soon as it releases on Blu-ray, I'm adding it to the collection. Wow. I think this is the like the second time that we've handed out S tier, Mitch. Oh like, wow. Very sacred in S tier in our rankings. So definitely worth it. Uh yeah, go go see John Wick chapter four. So going from there, uh, as we come to wrap up with March almost ending, we're gonna get into our woman creator of the week. So Mitch, who you got? All right. So for today's woman creator of the week, this is actually kind of a dual channel. It's called Overly Sarcastic Productions. It's ran by two people, uh, Blue and Red. Uh, Red is the female of the duo, uh, but she has like phenomenal like content. I primarily like watch her stuff on the side of things because she talks more so on like topics of like tropes in movies or writing and whatnot, or do like or do like uh historical analyses on like Greek mythology, but puts like a hilarious spin on it, and even like recounts. A, and she's even doing like a current series right now on Journey to the West, which if you don't know, inspiration of Dragon Ball. Uh, so if and she just like cap and she just pretty much like capitalizes and just condenses the entire story with just hilarious beats overall. So it's just an amazing. So the two of them are just amazing. And I primarily just watch uh, Trope Talks and uh, Journey to the West on overly sarcastic productions found on YouTube. No, so with this, we only have two more episodes in season two for the pod. Next week is going to be an OVA, kind of a bonus episode. We don't really know where we're going with it, so it could be wild, out of pocket as usual. I don't know; it'll be as out of pocket as my get out, get it off your chest <laughs> segment. But with that, we're going to have some fun. If you want to send mailbag questions, go ahead. But we kind of got some things lined up, and then to wrap up season three, we're going to do our Super Mario Brothers movie review. Any other recommendations that anybody else in the pod has? Ah. Uh, Watch Love is Blind season four. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. go. Get get you your healthy dose of other people's drama. Um, so you don't have to have your own. I hate you, um, Irina. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you don't watch that, you should watch that also. Um, if you just want chaos, really watch trash TV. That's my recommendation. Watch 90 Day Fiance, watch Perfect Match, watch Love is Blind. Um you won't you will realize how unproblematic you are. Nice, nice. Thanks. Um I mean I'll go with Love is Blind. I'll also recommend watching you season four <laughs> part one and part two if you have not. Okay. My boy Joe is a real thing. It's a real deal. <laughs> You're a grown man in a child's world. Do you feel me? Wait! Whoa! Whoa. Red flag. Red card. Flag on the plane. Yep. 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 You're out of order. Out of order. I'm calling it. I rebuttal. I rebuttal. Joe is out of order. How? How? What has Joe done that... Like that counts as not being out ridiculously terrible. Joe is the real hero. Okay. <laughs> Red. Red. Next. I, I I can't even follow that. I I, I can't. Just yeah. 
just watch all the just watch all the John Wick films. Yeah, I think they're on HBO Max. I don't know because they're taking stuff off of HBO Max, so I don't know if it's still on there or if they got clapped. Uh, yeah, but I'm, put on your straw hat. Oh yeah, put on your straw hats, folks, because they is returning. Yeah, and just for quick action, Ip Man movies, and then Raid One, Raid Two, Redemption. Uh, so let's get into our plugs and get up out of here. All right. So, of course, we got ourselves our Instagram and our Twitter, which is Blurred City 22. Uh, go ahead and give us a like and a follow. Go ahead and follow our YouTube and our Patreon under Blurred City Pod. And that's where you can receive uh, special episodes on our Patreon by donating a little cheddar. We got ourselves. Uh-huh. Our, yep. And we got ourselves our uh, our email which is blurredcity22 at gmail.com, where you can submit the aforementioned questions that Demetrius mentioned earlier, as well as just submit uh, random segments like your random fan theories or gig out freakouts or anything of the like. And then finally, we have our Discord, which is also linked in our Instagram page, where you can join an amazing community, and we and it's mostly memes. Uh, the meme community is strong. Uh, and then finally, I have so my pages. I have my uh, TikTok, which is Rogue Jedi Twenty One, and that's where I post pretty out of pocket content. And that's where uh, and somehow I still haven't gotten canceled yet. So hey. Here's to you, kid, and who knows how long I'm going to have this TikTok page because uh, TikTok is probably going to be gone afterwards. But uh, but yeah, on to you. All right. <laughs> so for my individual author pages, you can catch my Instagram at Mitri underscore dash. Uh, so that's M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. Or like you mentioned, the Blurred City pod, where you can see our foretale mode with Nuck If You Buck playing. Also, Twitter, we have at the Mad Dash 16. And if you want to check out my book, Phantom Pains and Most Irregular Tell, you can catch that on Amazon. So, as usual, we leave you some words of encouragement. So, Paulina, Travis, what do you got for the people? Um, my words of encouragement are don't judge a book, TV show, or a person by its cover. Because there are some really amazing things that you might love that if you don't, if you only judged it by your first impressions, you'll never, um, you would never get to experience. So go ahead and take a chance and do something that's out of your comfort zone. You. I would just say just remember that for those who battle with like mental depression or loneliness, just remember that. You know, you're not alone. You got people that love you, who care for you, who want to hear, you know, what you're going through and be there to support you. And, you know, even though it's hard to reach out, just make attempts to reach out and, you know, don't go through your challenges alone. So, so wrapping up the podcast, all I got to say is that DreamCon, you have started our villain arc. So we have served. We will be of service. It's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blair City Podcast. See you later. And remember, get rumbled. Stay humble. All right.